Good evening and welcome. Story of Rock and Roll Radio Show with James Daubney. You're with me for the next three hours, hopefully. And if you feel anything like I do, you're probably pretty shattered. And uh, probably a lot of you stopping work tomorrow. I know I am. So really looking forward to that. So uh, in the meantime, let's hit some rock and roll and kick off the holidays. Wow. Wow. 
So that's what you're doing, listening to Rebel Rock Radio, raising up your little rock hands. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm feeling a little bit better now that we've got some uh, music under the belt. That was uh, We kicked off with Dave Lee Roth of the Edom and Smile album, and that was, um, uh, you know the story, but it was, a, it was a, such a good album. It was his real one-upmanship on Van Halen after he left. He had to, uh, I mean, how do you... How do you compete with Eddie Van Halen? You get Steve Vai in the band. And then he puts uh, Billy Sheehan in. And uh, it really was a great album. And uh, Dave, he did well with it. But uh, it wasn't sustainable, obviously. And then we went had played a band called uh, Dirty Honey out of L.A. Debut album in uh, March 2019. I don't know if you can hear that. My favorite dog, Jackson, is scared crushing some <laughs> squeezy toy <laughs> so yeah dirty honey and the album is um the track was called scars but i love that guy's voice it's really cool okay so speaking of la let's uh, go to hollywood's finest and uh, check out a little bit of live guns and roses and uh yeah this is a I don't know if any of you saw Guns N' Roses when they were out here. I was a little bit disappointed, but certainly in what the track I'm going to play now, this is kind of when they were at their peak. You wanted the best! 
Okay, so that's Devil's Train. Guess where they're from? Yeah, not Germany, hey? Yeah, it's a German band. And uh, the vocalist is a guy called R.S. Leoparkus. A very German name, that. 
and he's vocalist in a band called Mystic Prophecy, who I don't know, but uh, Devil's Train became a sort of a side project. But that album was done in 2011, and uh, it's very cool if you like that music. The whole album's it's representative of what the album's like, so check it out if you dug it. And then before that, Guns N' Roses, Night Train off the Appetite for Destruction album, and that was off the, the live set they did, uh, Live Era 87 to... 90 something um but it's it's kind of all the the best stuff live and uh, good album that okay let's check out temperance movement
Yes, that was Skid Row, and uh, I was just chatting to Velasca about that on the WhatsApp line, and I think we're both in agreement that Skid Row were the best of all of those bands that kind of came out of the sort of um, L.A. hair metal scene. They were streets ahead. Sebastian Bach was a better vocalist than everybody, and uh, Dave the Snake Sabo, I just absolutely love the way that guy plays the guitar. So that was uh, a track called The Threat, or something about a threat forgotten uh off the slave to the grind album released in 1991 it was uh such a good album by far the, and a lot of good stuff came out in 1991 but um skid row just like that much heavier than than the sort of competition you know bands like poison and uh, cinderella and all those guys skid row as i say the best of the lot and then before that we had i'm trying to think what we had um what do we have <laughs> as I say, didn't write it down. It'll come back to me. Okay, so we're going to keep it like we did with um, Skid Row. And this is some buck cheese.
track of Accept's uh, album Balls to the Wall. Great album it is. One of my favorite t-shirts. I love wearing that shirt. It always gets uh, some uh, side looks. Um, yeah, out of Germany, Accept, uh, 
probably one of the finest bands around definitely uh, had some great albums back in the 80s and then before that we had uh, Buck Cherry um, track called 15 uh, off the oh, sorry the tracks called so far the album's called 15 and the band that I forgot was the temperance movement that's who we played before we played uh, the other band okay <laughs> yeah sorry it's been a long 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 day and uh, still a, a quite a day to go tomorrow so you're listening to James Dorby's story of rock and roll radio show we are um, exclusive to rebel rock radio and i know some of you don't like doing this sort of thing but if you're listening on the app there's the like function and if there's a song that you particularly like and you mark it uh van is running the the top 10 or top 20 songs of the week and we're basically taking the votes for those bands from the likes on the app so i think last time mark and i looked my chemical romance were like the most popular band according to the likes but i know how this thing works one one oak can like just <laughs> like everything and uh it, it often is skewed but the feature is there if you're interested okay as you know acdc put out a great album earlier on power up about a month old now here's the opening track of that wonderful album
So that's the Raven Age, George Harris on guitar. That's Steve Harris from Iron Maiden's Son. That's kind of like his name. <laughs> that's like what his name is. Uh, that's George Harris, Steve Harris from Iron Maiden's Son. <laughs> Very difficult to uh, get out from under your father's shadow. But the band is really good. I don't know if you caught them when uh, Iron Maiden were out here about four or five years ago. Um, uh, the Raven Age have kind of grown on me. Check that album out. It's called uh, Darkness Will Rise. And the track was called My Revenge. And then before that, we had ACDC, didn't we? Uh, titled the first track of the Power Up album. And what a great album it is. They've really done well. Well, we knew they would. But it's just great to have ACDC back. Okay, I think it's time for uh, a little bit of malevolence and darkness in the, f- in the form of some good UK punk. Here's the Stranglers.
Jeez, that's a very sudden end. That's not me. That's how the thing ends. Yeah, that's the Sex Pistols, a track called No Fun off Nevermind the Bollocks. And, uh, yeah, you can understand why they managed to wind up the UK public um, as much as they did. <laughs> I mean, you had, like, disco on the one hand, and then you sort of had that. So, yeah, but Johnny Rotten at his sneering finest. But the best thing for me about the Pistols, other than Johnny Rotten at his sneering finest, is, is um, Steve Jones's guitar. He's got such a cool sound. Uh, and then before that, The Stranglers, a track called Ugly. J.J. Uh, Bernal on vocals, one of their, f- one of their best tracks. Uh, Radis Norvegicus is probably, well, it's definitely the, the finest Stranglers album ever made, but it's probably the finest... Um, album made in 1977 it just kind of gets better with age and uh, we had Dave Greenfield's death this year so that was uh, somebody that we lost the Stranglers original keyboard only keyboardist I don't think they I don't know if they'll try and replace him but you pretty much irreplaceable okay so that was a little bit of punk for you we're going to go back to the sort of early 70s with a little bit of deep purple
Okay, that's Rainbow off the Straight Between the Eyes album. And uh, before that, we had Deep Purple off, uh, it's sort of like one of those uh, greatest hits anthology type things. And the track was called Living Wreck, which is not one of those, you know, there's, there's sort of 10 Deep Purple songs which kind of get played over and over again. But Living Wreck is one of those that's um, a bit of a more rare track from them. But the big thing about that is it's pretty much just shy of 10 minutes of Richie Blackmore on guitar on both bands because he went from Deep Purple to Rainbow and what a great guitarist he was he's, he's um, he looks like Blackadder whenever I see Richie Blackmore I think of Blackadder but um, and, and probably the same attitude as well when it <laughs> comes to being nice to people yeah but great band great guitarist cool I think it's time that we listen to my probably my favorite Australian slash Scotsman guy called Jimmy Bond.
Get no satisfaction? Let Rebel Rock Radio take care of it. Okay, so that was the sound of Joe Bonamassa off his latest album called Royal Tea and a track called I Didn't Think She Would Do It. And it's cool, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very strong album from Joe, all recorded in London, uh, quite different to the albums before, not, not as bluesy as um, some of the stuff he's been doing. Check it out if you're a fan. And then before that, my favorite guy, Jimmy Barnes, off um, well, the album, the, the track was called uh, No Second Prize. It's also off one of those hits anthology type things. And that, that's from the stage when Jimmy Barnes broke everybody's heart and left Cold Chisel and went off solo. But he had a really good solo career. He did well with Freight Train Heart and uh, a, a lot of good solo stuff. But just couldn't kind of crack it in America like he was, like everybody thought he would be able to. But if you if you want to read a good book, a seriously good book, read the second. He, he wrote Working Class Boy and he wrote Working Class Man. Working Class Man is phenomenal. If you think you can party and you can drink and you know your way around uh, white powders and stuff like that, <laughs> you have no clue. <laughs> Jimmy Barnes is like, it's like a super... Um, I don't want to say superhero because we shouldn't be uh, sort of 
praising that lifestyle, but it, it like, um, like when you can't be killed, indestructible, that sort of thing. Un unbelievable what that got up to. But it, it's a good book. So ask somebody to buy it for you for Christmas. Working class man. Okay, going to check out some Dan Petlansky. Here's a live track from the greatest blues guitarist in South Africa. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. There's there's Richard Pryor. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of got a lot of good blues guitarists in South Africa. But for my money, Dan's still the best. Here he is. Thank you so much. That was a song from our previous album, an album called Introvertigo, and. Uh, this next one is also from the same album, and it was actually the very, very first single that we released um, off that album, a song called Stuck for Messing.
songs are just kind of like cut off so suddenly that's government mule what an amazing version of time hey pink floyd's masterpiece of dark side of the moon and government mule did an album called the dark side of the mule 
and it's a live album, and they're just, uh, that solo is spot on, I mean, that's, uh, I'm not going to say it's as good as Dave Gilmore, but it yet is. I mean, it's it's note for note. Warren Haynes got such good feel. And before that, our very own Dan Petlansky. And I'm pretty sure that that album is, um, has got uh, Clint Faulkner and, and Andy and um, Dean on it. I think that was his backing band when he recorded that. It's a really, really cool live album, so check it out. But what the, the whole thing with Dan, he's just such an excellent player, but he's got such a cool sound. So I think we'll be playing more of that live album. All right, we've played like a couple of bluesy tracks and everything, and I have to keep the show balanced, so we'll play some uh, Linda Take a Walk music. Just uh, for those of you who, who struggle with asking Alexandria, it's only 4 minutes and 39 seconds. Go and uh, get a cup of coffee.
Metallica. I forgot about that funny little bit there. That's Metallica with Breadfan covering the Budgie Classic. And that's just to remind you that next week's rock review will be Metallica. I'll record it over the weekend and we'll play it at 11 till, uh, 11 till 12 on Tuesday and Thursday. If you uh, listened this week, you would have caught The Cult with Mark Biagio. It was a great uh, rock review that he did there. <clears throat> and I can promise you Metallica will be... Up to, st- up to scratch, so uh, yeah, don't forget that one. And then before that, we had Asking Alexandria, a little bit of uh, anti-social noise. Amazing, uh, just like so many different pieces to that song. They're very talented guys. Uh, they've just kind of gone off the rails a little bit as far as I'm concerned. I, I really like the first couple of albums, but the, the latest one was awful. But you guys have a golden opportunity if you like if you'd liked that song when it was playing you could really really mess with daytime radio i mean just like five likes for that particular song and uh, i think van would have to play it at <laughs> at like uh, yeah on daytime radio so uh, don't forget that little weapon that you've got with the like button on the app cool let's have uh, let's have some volbeat
much too loud Take a look in the distance Try and see it all Chances are that you might find That we share a common discomfort now I feel I'm walking a fine line Tell me only Get mad! 
So that's Avenged Sevenfold, a track called Buried Alive. That's off the Nightmare album, the one that they made after uh, the Rev tragically passed away. And it was a very difficult album for them to make. But uh, like all of these things, when there's a lot of uh, emotion and problems going on, often the best work is done. And I was lucky enough to see them alive at um, Rockin' Park. Um, in 2011 and they told as far as I was concerned they were they were the best band there before that Volbeat who we also saw at Rockin Park on the same on the same bill and they they've um, gone on and done great things so we started off uh, well we had Metallica before that and uh, both of N Sevenfold and um, <coughs> Volbeat have been on tour with Metallica well before we had the whole COVID lockdown that was part of the sort of world tour that they were doing so both Avenged and Volbeat doing really really well and uh, hopefully when we get over this little COVID hump we'll be able to catch some of those bands again on various venues around the world okay uh, let's have some classics have a little bit of sort of uh, the songs that you know and love here's Scorpions <laughs>
Okay, so we started off with Scorpions, off the Love at First Sting album, and track was called I'm Leaving You, but uh, I'm not leaving you for another 55 minutes, so that's still fine. And then we just heard Twisted Sister, you know, everybody knows that song, that's probably, uh, that's one track, there's two Twisted Sister tracks that everybody knows, and that's one of them. But um, if you want to read a good book... I already recommended the Jimmy Barnes, but it's Christmas, so often people don't want to get socks and underpants. You can always drop a hint to get Dee Snyder's book called uh, Shut Up and Give Me the Mic. It's actually very entertaining. It was written a couple of years ago, but uh, the whole story of Twisted Sister um, and how it all came together and you know his kind of role in it, which obviously Dee being Dee was... Uh, all of Twisted Sister was D. Snyder. <laughs> it's uh, what they call LSD, uh, lead singer syndrome, lead singer disease. Uh, okay, enough waffling. Uh, my buddy Tim, who always listens to the show, he might think he missed the Sex Pistols when I played them earlier. He's down at the coast. So let me play him some Oasis. Lately, did you ever feel the 
Fight for your right to party with Rebel Rock Radio, the heart of good music. Okay, so we kick that off with Oasis um, <clears throat> and a track called Live Forever, I think it's called, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Live Forever off the Definitely Maybe album, which is a great album. And then after that, what we've just heard is a guy called Wilco Johnson with uh, Roger Daltrey from The Who on vocals. If you don't know who Wilco Johnson is, uh, he's the guy who killed Ned Stark and then he got pancreatic cancer and then he should have died and then they managed to cure him and he was the guitarist for the for Dr. Feelgood. And Dr. Feelgood is a sort of R&B band that all the main punks from J.J. Burnell to Paul Weller to uh, the Sex Pistols, all credit as, as one of the bands that kind of was, doesn't sound like it, but was kind of like the, the, what started the whole punk scene off. It was, Dr. Feelgood was one of the bands they all used to listen to. So Wilco Johnson is quite a hero to those guys. And in honor of Wilco Johnson, who managed to beat cancer, we'll play some Zach Wilde in a track called Stronger Than Death.
Jam of the 10 album, the Redux Brendan O'Brien remix, a track called Deep. And before that, in the middle, uh, Linkin Park with Num of the uh, Meteora album, I think. And yeah, it's a great track that. Eh? And then we kicked it off with Alice in Chains and a track called Godsmack of uh, the Dirt album. So that's the sort of Seattle part of the business taken care of for tonight. Um, and I think now we'll quickly. Head out to Ireland. Waiting for an alibi Waiting for 
So kick that off with Thin Lizzy, Black Rose album, 1979, I think it was. And that's uh, probably the greatest lineup. Gary Moore, Scott Gorham, Brian Downey, and uh, Phil Linnett. And what you always forget about Thin Lizzy is that they're, they're a four-piece because you know most, most twin guitar bands like Thin Lizzy and Maiden and Priest have all got um, two guitarists and then a bassist and a vocalist. But because Phil Linnett was such a uh, brilliant bassist and could sing and play at the same time you ended up with a sound of you know what a normal band normal metal band does with five members Thin Lizzy did it with four and then we followed up with uh, the metal gods themselves Judas Priest title track of the Stained Class album that's probably also about 1979 um, first time I ever heard Judas Priest I heard that album uh, got a tape with no label on it, didn't know what it was. And uh, yeah, if you read the story of rock and roll, you'll you'll know that story. But what a, what a fantastic band they are. So if when you're on a holiday in December and you're in a pub or you're talking to your buddies around a braai, you may get into a discussion or an argument about who's the greatest metal vocalist in the world. And the answer is Rob Halford. There is... There is no other answer to that question. Rob Halford from Judas Priest is the greatest vocalist in the world. But in the course of that discussion, somebody might suggest that uh, this guy is...
Is no more. 
Iron Maiden off the title track of Brave New World um, with Bruce Dickinson on vocals and then before that Black Sabbath with Ronnie James Dio on vocals and like I said there's a two of the greatest vocalists ever Rob Halford before them from Judas Priest he's number one and then Dio and then uh, Bruce Dickinson but we can debate this <laughs> till the cows come home I think what I'll do instead instead of speaking cuck I'll just quickly play you I can probably squeeze in two more songs here's System of a Down That's a track called Marmalade, System of a Down. Did anybody notice that we were all waiting so desperately for a new System of a Down album? They'd, and they dropped like four tracks about two weeks back, and they, they just died. No one even seemed to notice, um, including me. I wasn't particularly impressed. So, uh, But that System of a Down, that era is fantastic. Okay, I'm going to say goodnight because um, I've only got about four minutes left, and I'll just play out with a track that... Uh, uh, kind of finishes off the show so there's three more 
uh, episodes of Season 3, Story of Rock and Roll Radio Show, with me, James Daubney. It'll be next week and the week after, and then I think the final uh, Story of Rock and Roll for Season 3 is on the 31st of uh, of December, so it's like midnight, so it's the whole New Year thing. I don't know how much... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, we're with you right through the Christmas break. And if you miss any shows, you've always got the podcast to fall back on. So thanks for listening and uh, have a great week. And I'll see you same time next week. Here's little Stephen.
Rock and roll all night and party every day with Rebel Rock Radio.